Today's in-flight entertainment is brought to you by the Royal Flying Doctor Service, which has helped my family and many families across Australia. But did you know that it is more than an emergency aeromedical service? They provide dental, mental health and GP services in regional, rural and remote locations. If you wish to support the RFDS and many Australian families, you can donate in the link in our show notes. I'm actually really excited just to be sitting down and just having a yarn this week. I'm really excited. I feel we're up to what? I think this is like episode 10 or something now, which is pretty crazy that we're already up to episode 10. But this episode is going to be just myself talking. And um, as you might have heard in a couple episodes back, I was very honoured to be invited to the Women in Aviation International Conference, uh, sorry, Women in Aviation Australia National Conference. And I was invited to speak at that conference about finding my passion and building your tribe was the topic I was um, asked to speak on. So I figured today I would kind of touch on that speech again because, you know, I only got to deliver that to whoever was there at the conference that day. And I thought it would make a pretty good potty ep. So today we're going to touch on finding your passion and how I have found mine in my 22 years on this earth. But before we get into that, of course, we've got to do our headwinds, tailwinds, aviatrix updates, all that fun sort of stuff. And then stick around for the end because we are again bringing in It's A You Problem, our new segment. So wait until the end because I'm really excited to see. I know you guys have sent in a couple life problems for me to solve. So that's going to be at the end. But look, do you want to start us off with your headwind and tailwind of the week? Oh, I really forgot about this segment. Guys, so. Lockie's here in the studio. Can we just I'm give him a little silent round of applause because Lockie is here producing today. Although you only really have to be here for the intro and then it's just going to be it's me talking you. to myself. Yep. Well, um... Headwind and tailwind. I think we'll start with my tailwind. Tailwind? Start with positive? Start with positive. Nice. Or do you reckon I start with the negative? No, Get no. The way. Start with the positive? Yeah, right start with whatever. Sunday morning, um, wasn't hungover. Yay. Really Locky is growing up. Yep, so got up, job, got up early, nice and early. Went mm-hmm. to Mayon on my jet ski with a mate. It was beautiful weather, real nice and relaxing. Water was crystal clear. You went over on the jet ski when we had spoken saying we were going to all take the jet skis out. Yeah, we it was it was impulsive, and okay, I just knew Georgie you. would say no, and she was probably <laughs> gonna be hungover. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yeah. I I had a very wholesome weekend as well, and I you're the one walking in here hungover. I have been fine. I, I actually can't stand hangovers, so I on hangovers that mm. does bring me onto my headwind. That was your headwind. Yeah, I was meant to be on a drinking cleanse, and thought I'd have a couple of quiet beers with a mate on Friday night, which you know. I was just, well, I think he I need a bit, a bit of self-control, yeah, <laughs> which lack okay. of self-control was my headwind. You know what, you're still a young pup, you will That's get there. That's what i but you only live once and like who in 10 years time you look back, you're not going to be like, oh, wish I didn't have, wish I didn't, you know, carry on that night. Oh, so you might, but might. anyways. <laughs> it depends on, the, depends on the decisions made okay. that night. But okay, so Tailwind was Wholesome Sunday. I can agree with that. I had a very wholesome Sunday too. I actually, no, I went out in the boat on the river. Well, don't don't spoil your tailwinds yet. Okay, no, well, I was just agreeing. Okay. And then headwind was hangovers. Well, 
What was your headwind and tailwinds? My headwind and tailwind, my oh, – I don't know which one to start with. They're kind of both – oh, no, they're not really related to each other. My headwind has been – no, I'll start with my tailwind. You started with your tailwind, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you did. No, yeah, you did oh, with, yeah. The, the with the jet first, ski. Yeah. Okay. My tailwind was going back to the moments for me, which I have challenged everyone to do, and that is – doing something for yourself every day. My Pilates instructor messaged me, shout out to the Core Wellness Studio, on yesterday afternoon and she said, hey, there's some spots in the bar class. Um, do you want to bring a couple friends and you can all do a class this afternoon? So it was like 5.30 Monday afternoon, brought a couple of my friends along and we did a Pilates class. And yeah, I just feel like I haven't really kind of done any form of like exercise lately, which is not great. So it was really fun, one, to get moving again and start actually putting some effort into health and fitness. And I also, I'm going to bag out Chloe here and she's going to kill me, but this is my friend of like literally since grade three. We're all so neighbours, so I'm allowed, to, we're pretty much, I would say we are yeah, you're family. We're family. I'm allowed to bag her out. But if you think of your friend that you're like, you are so uncoordinated I actually just don't know how you, you can even walk. Like, that is Chloe. Absolutely love you, Chloe. She is my best friend. I will say that again, so I'm allowed to bag her out. But <laughs> it was oh, – we had a good giggle watching her do Pilates and she has got a 30-day trial uh, – thirty not trial, 30-day pass that she won for Pilates. So it is, like, everyone's mission. Oh, flight radar. Flight radar. Flight is that, radar. Is that my job? Get the flight radar up. Do you have flight radar? I do. Perfect. What's your guess? That's going out and I'm guessing it's Is it one of the big three? I haven't looked. Oh, do I get a guess or is it just you? Oh, we can both guess if you want. Uh, it's just you. Your podcast. Yeah, thank your you. Guess. Oh, everyone's I'm, being I'm nice to me on the podcast thing. today. It's great when I'm just talking to myself. I get um, to be nice. Um, it, do I get to give hints? Is it one of the big three? That's my first hint. Negative. Okay, is it Hinterland? Negative. Is it... Oh, God. It was. It did sound like a small plane. I could hear the props going. Life flight? Negative. Oh, I give up. It's a Rex. Oh, it's Rex. Going to Winton. Nice. Yeah. Say flight Rex to Winton on Tuesday morning. Enjoy. 11 o'clock. Enjoy. Uh, where was I at? My um, tailwind, yes, Chloe and Pilates. That was that was my tailwind of the week. Um, or going to a Pilates class with all my friends. We got a bit of movement in, got to have a bit of a giggle because Chloe's uncoordinated, but we are determined to see her improve over the next 30 days. So that is my tailwind. My headwind has been Shopify. I just am having... Nightmares. Nightmares about Shopify. No, we're having... Wars. We are in the wars, me and Shopify, and Shopify's winning. Congrats. Congrats, Shopify. You win. I will happily surrender right now. Um, if so anyone knows how to custom code on Shopify. No, I'm going to figure – see, this is my thing. Like, I am always just get too stubborn that I'm like, I will figure it out. I need to learn. I I really like doing this stuff because it's a learning process, and I a lot of the things that I struggled with I now look back on, and I'm like, oh, it's super easy. I'm glad I figured that out and didn't just cave and like ask someone to do it for me. So YouTube and Google is great and you can pretty much figure out anything these days. You could 
you literally can learn how to fly a helicopter on YouTube. Not is fully. That, is that you recommending not to get your helicopter license? No, Just I'm saying YouTube, it. YouTube I'm saying YouTube and Google help so much. And I actually do recommend to students when they are learning to fly, if they can look up some YouTube videos. There's lots of great tips and tricks out there. You just got to yeah, also make sure that you're not finding the dodgy ones. But in saying that, back to Shopify, yeah, I've just been really struggling with it. And we, I'm trying to convert everything over to like the actual Shopify and not on our website at the moment. So on our, at the moment, it's just on our website and all the products are just listed there. But I want it to actually go over to a full-on shop page so that has taken up my whole month but I know it's going to be worth it in the end I'm just oh I'm really struggling I'm to say it like this I'm glad I'm in the podcast studio right now recording because a little break away from it I think is going to work wonders yeah that is my headwinds and tailwinds but we might move on get through it to our aviatrix updates so our aviatrix updates for this week i've got one and it's a very very exciting one it kind of relates back to my headwinds but it is our new keep cups have launched well they haven't launched as i'm saying this but i'm going to say they've launched by the time this episode goes out yeah once i get the shopify sorted the keep cups have launched and i actually brought one in with me today because i just love it i love it so much that i don't drink coffee and i am so excited about this product it is the first cup to be 100 percent plastic free the lid and the cup included so that is already just a major major win Talking about the detailing, it's like kind of an off-white, like grey colour and it's got our little logo down the bottom. It has ceramic lining on the inside so you don't get that like metally taste when you drink from it, which is just, yeah, not in in 2023. We don't want that. Um, what else? Oh, we've also included in it, you get a little spill stopper. So it's not 100% leak proof because it does have that like little circle at the top. I don't even know. Lockie, do you know what that is even for? The little circle on your coffee cups? Is it like a breathing? Bit of an aerator. Yeah. Yeah. So it does have that. So like a little bit of liquid will still come out, but it's spill proof. So it's not like leak proof, but if you were to knock it, like you're not going to get a massive spill everywhere. And we've also added on a little bit of detailing on the back. So you can choose to get yours engraved, which is super, super exciting. And what we've done with it, we have VH and then little dash and then the three initials or letters you want to get engraved. And we've done that. So if you aren't aware, the VH, which you would see on all aircraft, is the allocated prefixes, 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 yeah, prefixes, for Australian civil aircraft. So Australia began using this system in 1929. And yeah, I just thought it'd be a fun little addition to the cups. So yeah, if you want to get it personalised, it's VH and then your three initials or three letters that you choose. And I feel like the whole reason Aviatrix began was a talking point. So... We started, well, my mum started the brand 
in what 2017 or 2018 you can go back to the episode and listen with her we talk all about it and yeah the whole reason behind the brand was simply just to be a talking point and you know of course over the years we've managed to grow and develop from them and actually have you know a few more things we do on the side rather than it just being a talking point but her main goal when she started the business was always to just be a conversation starter and a talking point and I know it's literally just a coffee cup or a keep cup but again I feel like this product really kind of brings that out because it's something everyone can use and that's what I really had a vision for with this brand is products that everyone can use but it is a conversation starter so if people see the aviatrix logo out in your coffee store when you're you know out catching up with your friends and they ask what the logo's for then whoever has the cup can say you know it's an aviation brand that is pushing aviation as a career pathway for all and trying to you know make the industry a more welcoming place so that's with the little logo down the bottom and then of course with the VH on the back again another conversation starter which you know people probably don't really click that when they get on the airlines or when they go on a flight every time that it's always got a VH in front of it and that means it's an Australian aircraft so enough about the coffee cup but I figured that was just it's really made me so excited and I feel like if you have ever started a small business or even working like in product or sales that yeah those little things just really make me so excited which I feel like sounds a little bit lame but anyways that is my aviatrix update for the week we currently don't have any takeover Tuesday going because again everything has been around the Shopify and getting it up and going so I had a little bit break from takeover Tuesday but season 11 or 12 of Takeover Tuesday on our Instagram stories will be up within the next couple of weeks. So if you want to be involved or if you want to just watch along, that'll be starting very, very shortly. But we are going to leave it with that for this week and get into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Aviatrix Airwaves. Please do not turn off your electrical equipment, which you are listening to this podcast on, and instead just sit back, relax and enjoy as we are about to take off into this episode. I think I'm on for episode 10 and I figured episode 10 is probably a good time to sit down and just have a chillaxed, chillaxed chillaxed chit chat with everyone and kind of just reintroduce myself to all the new listeners thank you guys for following along and yeah I got a lot of questions about you know what I actually do behind podcasting or what my job is and you know what great question guys because some days I just can't even tell myself what I do so I figured we'd touch on that and then I also was invited you probably heard in the intro or a couple episodes back I was invited to the women in aviation Australia national conference uh, start of March start of March so I was invited to speak there and they asked me to speak on finding your passion and you know when I was offered the opportunity they said it was to be a 20 minute speech and I was like 20 minutes holy heck and 
yeah, I kind of thought about it and I was like, 20 minutes is a long time. 20 minutes is how long it takes me to get to work every day from home to the airport in the morning. So then, of course, you know, I started thinking about it on the way to work, on my in the shower, the best thinking spot ever. And, you know, I thought, what would people possibly want to sit and hear me say for that period of time on the Friday afternoon? You know, how do I speak about my passion? And it took a while to bring pen to paper and I was really overwhelmed with all the topics I wanted to discuss. And then suddenly, you know, 20 minutes felt like too short. And if you've ever done like a speech or podcasting, like, I don't know, we sit down here every week and I'm like, how am I going to speak for 50 minutes every week? And then it just goes like that. And, you know, I think my answer was right there, that there were so many different moments that have helped me find my passion, which has led me to, you know, sitting here today producing a podcast. But, you know, the phrase find your passion actually just oh like it infuriates me and I feel like it make it sound makes it sound like your passion or your purpose is something that just magically jumps out at you and you know finding your passion is hard and it is so hard and the moments that lead you to your passion are even harder and I'm going to open up to you guys today and talk to you about some of those difficult moments in I suppose my journey in aviation that have helped me find my passion and have led me to you know sitting here today working on projects that I absolutely love so again we might just reintroduce and say that's you know what I do behind the scenes I can't I don't just podcast 24 7 whereas you know I would love to but at the moment that's not what I do so I'm the manager of Aviatrix Australia which Aviatrix Airwaves our podcast is branched off which I'm sure you've already discovered right now um so manage that I'm also social media and marketing manager for my family's four aviation businesses so that's Townsville Helicopters which is flight training airwork and charter Townsville Flight Training which is going to be soon rebranding and then Zephyr Australia which is another fixed wing charter company and then as mentioned Aviatrix Australia of course and to add to the fun I'm also a commercial helicopter pilot and of course taken off on this new adventure as a podcast host on Aviatrix Airwaves which is my favorite project at the moment favorite part of my job and yeah so how did I get there so some of you may know that I was born in the aviation industry. I've been, you know, absolutely blessed to grow up with pilots as my role models and my bedtime stories were swapped out with real life flying adventures, you know, from my dad. So aviation kind of people, you know, say it's always been in my blood. In fact, bird was my first word and it's like so cheesy to say, but yeah, a lot of people are like, you know, you were born to fly and, you know, I think that's that's a bit cute. So, um, Yeah, so that's kind of the background and how I got into it. But when talking about my passion, you know, I obviously absolutely love what I do and that I get to sit here and talk about that. But aviation hasn't always been my passion, which I think shocks quite a few people because, you know, you're born and raised in the industry and now working it full time. It's like clearly that's always just what I've always wanted to do and I've always loved it. But growing up, I, I laugh now when I look back, but I always thought that you know, I'd be in the sporting industry, you know, physio or sports science. And I always wanted to do my commercial helicopter license, but I always said like, that was just a one day thing. And I never actually saw it as a full-time career when finishing school. So yeah, I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do. I just went to school for fun, 
picked the subjects that I like doing, you know, dance and basic maths and all that sort of stuff. I just didn't have my mind set on anything at the time, which I believe like at that age or, you know, at any age is completely fine. Like do any of us actually have a clue of what we are doing half the time? <laughs> but there was one thing that I always wanted and that was to own my own business. And I'd sit, you know, in my history class and I'd brainstorm what businesses am I going to create when I'm older? I'd completely just ignore all the content that was being taught that I think does show these days. But <laughs> anyways, can't go back and change the time. But yeah, I'd sit there and I'd plan my dream business. I'd create logos, window shop for business properties. And I always, always been a big fan of the vision boards. So I'd sit there on Pinterest and create my vision boards. And still to this day, I do that at the start of every year. And then six months, you know, halfway through the year, I rejig it again for the end of the year and what I want to achieve before the end of the year so vision board's always been a big thing and I have like a million I reckon I could find just so many from little business ideas that I had as a kid and yeah I think I say it so it sounds like I always just had this drive for business and I think as I get older I really just like to be in control and not be told what to do and when I was younger I thought you know owning your own business you're the one completely in control and you get to you know you live your life around that and you get to you know create your hours and all that sort of stuff so I I think I saw it as more of a freedom thing and not being bossed around but you know after seeing the ins and outs of the aviation industry and having a family business I suddenly realized that oh my god like do I actually want to be an aircraft owner and some days I wish I had just worked in a little cafe and you know woke up and I could walk along the beach and things were easy and you know there was no responsibilities and you know no main goal you just kind of were just going with the flow but you know there was one little thing that gets me up every day and gets me going to work and gets me working on new projects you know just showing up every day which you know is sometimes just all the best you can do is just get up and you know wake up and show up and you know there's always that one thing that brings me back and that is my passion and you know whilst I would love to sit here and say you know the top 10 things top 10 ways to find your passion and you know how you can find your passion and then build a project from that and I wish I could just say that simply but no one shares the same passion and I think it sounds a little bit strange when you know I run a group that's you know for women in aviation and it's like well everyone there is you know shares the same passion about aviation but everyone's passion might be similar but I don't think everyone's passion will ever be the same And I believe that because I think your passion stems from your why. So instead of giving you like a heap of notes and, you know, how do you find your passion and, you know, follow these five simple steps that I've found to creating business from my passion. But instead of giving you that, I'm going to give you a few personal, you know, stories and then you guys can kind of reflect on your own and, you know, your own moments that have led to your why. And... First question, what is your why? If it's sitting there triggering you a little bit, I can stand with you and say that this question haunts me a little, but it was the turning point in my career. So at the start of 2022, I have 
mention this, I think, in the Q&A we did, but I was honoured to be named one of the 2022 ABC Haywire Trailblazers. And an ABC Haywire Trailblazer is someone between the age of 18 to 28 who is pushing for change in regional or remote Australia. Um, So, you know, I obviously entered for Aviatrix and trying to, you know, make the aviation industry a welcoming place for everyone. And as a major part of that program, we're flown down to Canberra in the middle of June for the week, you know, which at the time felt very top dog. And mind you, taking it back to what even that was, that was last year, like I just still feel like I just didn't really have a vision or a purpose or a passion. And, you know, I, I just kind of that imposter syndrome wriggles in and I just you know why was I chosen to go down but you know we were faking it till we we're making it and <laughs> so I you know just jumped on board and I said you know this is going to be a great opportunity I could just feel that and yeah so as a major part of it we're flown to Canberra middle of week June to attend what was called the youth summit and to give you a little bit more insight on that the week consisted of you know many networking events with government departments workshops socializing and mostly time spent working on our three-minute speech which we were to present in parliament house on the friday and i have touched on this again but before i continue two things i couldn't stand in life and i'm sure you can already guess or i've already mentioned it which is public speaking can't stand public speaking couldn't stand public speaking we have overcome that now and the second was swimming carnivals i can't stand swimming carnivals or like no, I will run any distance over swim any day. <laughs> and yet here I was about to stand up in Parliament House in front of 120 government MPs and ABC staff to tell them about my passion project and try and convince them as to why they and everyone in our world should care about aviation. So 24 hours before my speech, I was sat down in front of our two alumni that were there with us. They read my speech, looked at me and they said, Georgie, what is your why? And I looked at them probably with the biggest MXB ever, most extreme brow. And I thought to myself, you're joking. What's my why? I've been flown all the way to Canberra to speak about Aviatrix Australia. And these people are asking me what my why is. Hello? My why is to support women in aviation and fix the gender gap. And so I responded to them, (laughs) probably still with my resting bitch face and mxb and i said to educate encourage and support women in aviation and advocate for their career advancement and they looked at me the little grin on their face and they said but why do you want to do that we want you to find your why why do you want to support women in aviation they said go to bed have a think about it and we'll revisit it tomorrow so tears tears were literally welling in my eyes Again, reminding you, public speaking, already not my thing, already was feeling so uncomfortable. It had been like a huge, overwhelming week and I'd be lying if I didn't say I went to bed quite grumpy at their comments and, you know, the whole can't take constructive feedback. (laughs) And so it made me really grumpy, but I just couldn't shake that comment because I knew that deep down there was more to myself that I feel like maybe I wasn't opening up about. To myself and I guess to everyone in my speech and so the next morning I woke up rolled out of my hotel bed and freezing my little North Queensland ass off at 5am because again we were in Canberra in the middle of winter and anyways I went straight to my hotel desk because 
I needed to get this bloody speech done if I was going to stand up there and say something. So I sat there and I thought, what was my why? And I kind of started to tick over a heap of these little moments that led to that. What was my why? And I thought back to the Charters Towers Careers Expos for you guys who are all around Australia. Charters Towers is a even smaller town west of Townsville. Um, I was there, yeah, for a careers expo for our flight school and a young girl came up to me and she explained that she was from a background of mustering pilots and she asked if she wanted to take up a career in aviation, would she be employed because she was female? That was her exact words and I remember just being really shocked in that moment. I think, again, because I grew up in the industry, I, you know, always felt so supported and welcomed and it was just I think I was a little bit blindsided at the fact that you know these issues were actually happening and I again like I feel like I couldn't really lead aviatrix because I you know my journey into aviation was you know very supported and yeah again I was blindsided by the fact that other people didn't feel this way or didn't see it as a career that was for them so that young girl in that moment, you know, really, really quickly became my why because you can't be what you can't see. And I think that conversation with her clearly proves that there isn't or wasn't much to see as far as female representatives in our industry go. So I decided that I am doing this for her. And then, you know, a lot of other things started to tick over and my why is me because, you know, I was asked by one of my peers during my training why, you know, after failing couple exams like why hadn't I just given up yet and then my why was because I never shook the feeling of being sent home in grade 12 with a very heavy university course textbook and told you know just choose one just choose a course from there and I was just how angry I was at the fact that my careers advisor couldn't simply believe that like I had no idea what I was going to do after school and you know, my why is now to support school leavers into choosing a next step. I had a conversation with a careers advisor and it was really refreshing and she said, you know, it's not about what you're going to do for the rest of your life, it's just about the next step. And I think no matter where you are in your career or your life, you know, however old you are, I think, yeah, thinking of that is really comforting. It's it's not about what you're going to do for the rest of your life, it's what's going to be your next step and when things start to become overwhelming I always just tell myself that it's like okay well what's what's not going to happen in your career for the rest of your life what's going to be your next step in your career or you know in your journey or finding your passion so that is just really really reassuring and yeah so now my why became you know supporting those other kids that felt like me or feel like me and to not feel pressured into deciding the rest of your life at 16 years old and my why was because I was the only one who identified as female in my class of 14 at flight school, which again, you know, I always felt so supported. I never, you know, not say that I always felt so welcomed and got along with all the ringers in my class and, you know, wasn't too bad with all these cowboys and one, you know, attention on me, you know, it was, you know, dream of an 18 year old really but I was upset by the fact that there was other you know very strong capable women out there who didn't see this as a suitable career pathway so again that was another one of my whys that you know I had to dig and find and then my why is also my big brother who was on a couple episodes ago we had a little chat about growing up in the industry and he's also my best mate and was my flight instructor and 
he wouldn't be with us or we you know wouldn't be able to sit down and record a podcast together and talk about our journey if it weren't for the pilot and their responsibility that they held on the day he was born and flew him from Cloncurry to Brisbane so again another why and finally my why this sounds like so extreme but my why became the nation and you know I'm doing this for the listeners and for the people around me to ensure that there's an available flight and a pilot ready to take you and see and squeeze your loved ones at the other end in you know tough times and you know yes I'll always do this for the girls and you know I love what I do and I'll do it for the ladies but I and I hope that you know everyone is as well but we're doing it for everyone and doing it for the future of Australia to ensure that we can transfer stock and keep our market growing and I think you know it's quite clear from that moment of realisation in my little hotel room all alone in Canberra that my whys became very clear and you know by sharing my whys I hope that you've realised that you know your why builds on your passion and then when when you find those kind of like little golden nuggets and all different little things then you can kind of build that into your life if that makes sense so for you know for another example like your passion doesn't have to be everything it can be lots of different things and your whys are going to be lots of different things so you know for example I've acted on my whys and now I get to you know work with the RFDS and you know create fundraisers or attend careers expos because one of my whys was you know, supporting school leavers and making sure they didn't feel how I felt. So your whys kind of all gather together and then I think that's going to, you know, push into your passion and soon, you know, your projects are quite literally going to be your passion projects. And, you know, I love social media and social media works for me and that was another passion I had. So I found it a very easy place to connect and share stories and communicate with others which formed like our aviatrix community and you know that's not to say that that's everyone's passion or that's what everyone enjoys so then you've got to look at okay what else can I do to cater for other people so then I was like great I like going out to breakfast so then you know we created coffee catch-ups and suddenly people who didn't really like connecting online and rather in person then you know they get to go to those things so again I don't think that everything has to relate in a way you know all your different passions you know liking going out to breakfast with friends or being passionate about a certain service or being passionate about supporting school leavers you know all those little moments might not seem like they're related to each other but then when you bring them all into one they all kind of mesh and you can incorporate them into your job and start letting your spark I guess shine through your career because you're so passionate about all these different things that they eventually work together if I don't know I hope that's making sense with that but you know if you just take those little moments take them and run with them think about them sit on them for a bit and I say this like it all happened just overnight and it's definitely been ages and ages you know growing up literally just been surrounded by this my whole life and you know 22 years to kind of figure out that okay this is why I actually want to do what I do and I think the important thing is to remember like if you people say this all the time if you love something then there's a really really good chance that 
other people are going to like it as well other people are going to share your thoughts and beliefs and once you can kind of get rid of that self-doubt that you know you're the only one who thinks that you're the only one that likes that then you know eliminate that and I feel like you're going to see a much more positive reflection on what you're doing and you know people love you for you so you just need to find out how to showcase what you love and then other people are going to love that too and I think as well like stop trying to search for more or for in my sense like change an industry when you still have so much to search for from within and use what you've got from within use your golden moments move forward with them and I'm sure you know you've got all these wonderful stories and it will be even wonderful if you could you know actually use those skills you've used from your stories and where I'm going with that is once you find what you're passionate about and again it's not going to just come at you straight there so I'm just going to fly at your face try and find different ways to put that in because your job description isn't just one flat description I think it's your job to put your spark and put your description into it and change that and I feel yeah I just I don't know I guess I get really kind of worked up about this because I think like just really let yourself shine through those and once you do I think you're going to see such a better you know flip in your career if that makes sense if you can start kind of navigating how do you do this you're employed because of you and the way you can change your job or you know help your job or help your colleagues so just don't forget that that you know what you love and what you can bring to the table is really really valued and if you're sitting there and that's kind of triggering and you're like I feel like I can't let my spark shine or you know I feel like I can't put 100% of me into my job then I think that's you know triggering you for a reason that maybe let's start looking at that next step and you know finding all those things that you're little that you're passionate about and then how can you bring those into your next step and you know go forward with that so I feel like you kind of get the hint of it that it's you know find those golden moments find your whys and then put that into your passion and all of a sudden these all these little things can start working together so again like aviation wasn't always my passion and you know what, it might not always be. Yes, I'm always going to love it. Yes, I'm always going to have so many wonderful skills that I've learned from it. But that's not to say like, I just I just think that, you know, things can change at any time. And if I've got all those little things working from, you know, what I learned in aviation, then I'm always going to, you know, kind of be able to move forward with what I've learned. I feel like I just jumped a little bit there. But we'll go back. So yes, It wasn't always my passion, but it has taught me some wonderful life lessons and life lessons that I'll take with me on ever, whatever flight path I choose. And I think one, one major thing I might leave it with today that I've learned and it is really just to let your why shine. Others will see it. They'll see that shine. They'll want to be a part of your journey and they'll go from there. And I, I remember before I did this speech on, you know, finding my passion at this conference, I was on my way to the airport and I stopped at the post office and I saw a little quote outside and I had to write it down and I actually am glad I wrote it down because then I can share it again today. And 
the quote was, it just really, just really popped up at the perfect time. And it's, if you aren't inspired by what you're doing, then you're doing the wrong thing. Which kind of was like a little bit of a kick in the gut because, you know, I had written this whole speech. Excuse me. I had written this whole presentation and, you know, tried to, you know, make it all sound nice for the people and the listeners. And then this one little short quote just summed up everything perfectly. But I hope by sharing, you know, my personal sides, my stories, my why, my emotional journey, you know, meeting with this, you know, student in Charters Towers or, you know, figuring out that conversation with my careers advisor and why she made me feel angry and it all kind of happened for a reason. I feel like I hope by sharing these that you can kind of reflect on your own and realise that those moments happen for a reason and don't let them go to waste. And as, you know, again, I can't sit here and say, here's five steps to finding your passion because this is what I did. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a little bit of an activity, but don't race off just yet because we do have our new segment at the end. It's a you problem. Make sure you stick around for that. But afterwards, I want you to write down three things you're passionate about. They don't have to be related to each other. They can be completely random. You can be passionate about making the best smoothie ever. I don't know. Three things you're passionate about and then three moments or things that create your why. And just let them sit there. Let them sit there and then one day, you know, you might might just have this little spark. You might have your little moment at your freezing cold desk in Canberra like I did and let them sit there. Don't have to act on them straight away. but See how can you put your why and all your passions, bring them together and move on to your next step with it. Welcome to It's a You Problem. That was pretty good. That was really good from us. That was on the spot. Well done. Welcome to It's a You Problem. Uh, official first, well, let's say this week's the official first episode because you guys have sent in your life problems for me to solve. And I actually hope you have sent in some because I didn't... I haven't even checked. haven't even episode. checked the Instagram. So I hope people have popped something there. Okay. Might have to We're do up. a bit of filtering, I reckon. Might have to just give my own problem. Oh, there's a couple. All right, we'll go with the first <laughs> The first one. Okay, this person's life problem is getting bigger calves. That's their life problem. That's their life is problem. Is it a male or female? Is a male. Is a male. Wow. Yeah. Do we know how he's getting... Is he working for these big calves or are they just coming naturally? No, well, that's our issue we have to solve is how does he get bigger calves? Oh, he wants to get bigger calves. Yeah, I he thought he was saying his calves are too big and like no. they're just growing. And oh. Well, now that you say it like that. Good. No, no. Well, let's say nah, I'm sure he wants to get, yeah, bigger he'll, he'll calves. get bigger calves. Yeah. <laughs> how, do, how do we solve the problem? I feel, I think calves are one of those things that are just like genetic, a, a fair bit genetic. Like, you know how you see like some people and they just have the way their calves are built? Mm. Like and some people have good calves. I think it's a, a lot genetic. So I think you, you might be looking at a bit of work in the gym here, but maybe even some calf surgery if we got anyone out there who wants to swap some calves around, who might be having the opposite problem of their calves are too big. I know that's what that's what good, I'm thinking. Good problem solving. What do you reckon? Oh, I like to think a bit outside the box for our ITU problem. 
You're going to have to give me a little bit. You're thinking well outside the box. Yeah. Um, getting bigger calves. How do you get bigger calves? Well, we'd have to assume he's tried to get bigger calves. What do you reckon? Yeah, he's already tried and he's failed. He's failed. He's yep. been hitting the gym, calves a few times a week. Yeah, he's like pumping out those calf raises and just it's like, nothing. it's just deflating. No returns. Oh, poor bloke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> got it. You got it? Lucky, I don't think you're going to really like this one. So, <laughs> so I reckon we just give up on the natural side. Give I mean, I, I guess this is kind of relating to you, like just straight surgery. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a thing because uh, some people are literally born with no calves. Like it's a real thing. Really? Yeah. I, Gosh, I, you learn something new every day. Yeah, I, I genuinely have a mate that's got no calves. Mm. But, um, I've got Arnold calves, they're pretty good. Oh, wow. Well, maybe you can swap. Are you maybe worried about your calves being too big? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really worried. Yeah, yeah, like it actually sits on my mind quite a bit. Oh, well. No, I reckon, I reckon so. This is actually a super easy fix. Um, economically friendly. Economically? We like that. So I think you go to your local bras and things. <laughs> I was seeing, yeah, I was thinking along these lines. And you one. get... Um, Some D-cups. No, like, I don't know what. I was going to say you know, but you, I don't actually know if you know. Like your sticky bras, your chicken yeah. fillets, and I reckon you get some of them because they're quite like calf shape looking. They're like oval. Yeah. And I reckon you get them and whenever you're going out in public, you just whack them on. And wear like some tight like chinos that just yeah. like go around the outside. Yes. So you or like see. they're... I was going to say, like, they, you know, 2023, they come out in quite a lot of different shades. Oh, so you reckon you could So do you could probably find one that matches or then whenever you stick them on, like, you go to a makeup artist or you learn some bit of makeup yourself. They just blend it And in. you just blend it in. That could work. And then that way, like, no surgery, cost efficient. And if the results start coming in the gym, you can reduce them. Yeah, and them yeah, if you don't like them, then you can just remove them. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think we'll have to go with that one. Go with that one? Yeah. Are we just doing one for the week? Are we uh, doing one a week? One life problem? I think we could do two. Do two today? Yeah, that one was um, that one was a tough one to solve. So That was a tough one to solve. I feel like I'm maybe stitching myself up with these problems. Okay, next. Next, it's a you problem is convincing my husband that replacing the bin liner is actually less work than going to the big bin. So, like, does oh, that mean like taking out the rubbish? No, no. I think it means like the rubbish bin is full in the kitchen. So instead of like, oh no, no. So you know, like when you take the bin out, yeah, and then someone's got to put the bin liner in. Yeah. So the bin liner hasn't been put in yet. So instead of like they walk over, they open the bin and it's like, oh, no bin liner in there. I'll take it out to the rubbish outside. I think that's what it means. Oh, really? So like instead of putting a liner in and then putting your rubbish in there, there's no liner in there. So then they're taking the rubbish outside because they're too lazy to put the liner in. Wow. So which side is she on? That it's easier to put the liner in or easier to go outside? Well, she's trying to convince her husband that just put the liner in. Is easier. Is easier than going out to the big bin. Oh, these are hard issues, guys. 
You're just going to... I don't know. I think you got to go first on this one. Me go first? Yeah, I reckon so. I went first last time. Didn't have time to think of a genius solution. I don't think I've got a genius solution for this one. Um, okay, I think I might have two solutions. Yeah? Two solutions, because I can't decide which one's worse. <laughs> I think I've got a, a solution. Okay, do you want to go first then? You went first oh, last it's time. Pretty, it's, a, it's an easy one. Okay, well you go. It's just, I reckon she moves the big bin a lot further away. Yeah. Like, on the exact opposite side of the house and, like, kind of train him. So, like, and then you can just bring it closer and closer until he gets in the habit of just putting the new bin liner in because he doesn't want to walk, like, fair yeah meters down to the bin. That was kind of mine. I was going to say when the garbage man comes around next time, wait for him to come around. And then when he, like, picks up your bin, tell him to, like, move it. 20 houses down. <laughs> so you don't have it. And then, yeah, but then that's kind of also a stitch up for you because then when it comes around to bin day again the next week. You go find it. You bin. Flight radar. Oh, I left my phone. Oh, I've got it. Okay, you guess then. Or we'll both guess and then we'll look at it. What's the time? 12.13, lunchtime. I reckon it's one of the, one of the big three. Yeah, definitely. Or? I reckon it's... um. Virgin to Sydney. Virgin to Sydney. Um, I reckon it's Qantas to Melbourne. Drum roll, please. It is. My flight ride at R is taking a long time to lard. Virgin to Brisbane. Oh, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to jump on board the same. The Virgin train. I was going to say Virgin to Brisbane, but then I was like, nah, that's so basic. Yeah, that is basic, but what can you do? See what else is going on here. Mm. Nothing else, really. Okay, um, so yes, that was my first fix, but then that also stitches you up because then you've got to go get the bin that's 20 houses down. Maybe, maybe you could line the big bin. Line the big bin. So then that way... Whether he's taking his rubbish outside or inside, he's still got to lie in the bin. And then the small bin inside now seems like a lot of an easier option to line. Yeah. That's good. That is good. Nice. Good work. Good, good stuff. But I'm just thinking. What are you thinking? This poor woman who just has to try. Like, surely... <laughs> Like, I wonder how far their big bin is. Like, it's got to be pretty close to the house. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. It's got to be, like, pretty easy and convenient. But also, there's other ways. Like, maybe, you know how some people, you could just get, like, a Coles shopping bag out to use as your bin inside if you don't want to line the bin inside. Or just don't line the bin inside. Yeah, or just don't. Do you know anyone that does that? No. I know someone that does that. Oh, no. Grotty. Grotty. Yeah, I know. It's like saving the earth, you know. Oh, plastic plastic free. Yeah, and just... Like, all just straight in the bin, just brawl. Ew, all the bin juju. Yeah. yeah it's, Ew. It's no good, but... I, think I get the whole saving the environment, though. That's good. Uh, yeah, imagine that. Mm. You'd have to wash the bin out pretty frequently. Yeah. Right, I think that's enough bin okay. chat. Enough bin chat. Bin chicken chat for the day. Send in your life problems and we'll solve them for you. Oops. Oh, lovely. It's a new problem. 
Hang on, you you say it's and then I'll say you. It's a. It's a. Prob. It's a. You. Prob. It's a you. Prob. 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 Problem. You can make something for this. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a you problem. That was good. That was good. 